welcome to the Great Data Minds podcast series. Welcome to 2020. This is our first podcast for the year, and we are happy to have with us a gentleman by the name of Addison Bennett, who is part of our OK Boomer series, where we're going to be talking to some of the great young dynamic minds in the analytics world. Welcome, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good. Hey, first of all, thanks again for meeting with me a couple of weeks ago. I enjoyed our breakfast at Torchy's, Torchy's Tacos, and it was very intriguing to hear some of your insights on what's going on out there. I know that your passion is drone data and you're doing work around that now, but you immediately kind of went off on blockchain on me. And that is something we are looking at 2020 and, and having uh, more information put out to our listeners and people that visit our website. So tell me a little bit about your background and why you have this passion for blockchain. Yeah, so I um, am a software engineer, worked with uh, various Fortune 500 companies in insurance, telecom, and then aerospace. And I saw that they have these silos and they own all their data. And a lot of the data is actually produced by the consumers. Um, And then you see that with Google. And blockchain is sort of a way to give the power back to the people. They create data, they can sell it back to places like Google, and you don't have these walled gardens. And it's really exciting to see all the possibilities and kind of um, go back to what the original idea of the internet was supposed to be. So I don't know if you know that um, Tim Berners-Lee, the founder of HTTP, his idea was an open internet where people could share information. What ended up happening is corporations ended up monopolizing the internet, like Amazon, Google, and they're great companies. But unfortunately, a lot of things aren't accessible to average people. And they just get more and more powerful based on our activities and what we do. And it's really cool to see an opportunity for that to change and kind of the next evolution of the internet. Right. You know, one thing that we talked about is you, and I see this too, like I'll be in meetings and you're in meetings out with your employer and people start talking about blockchain and some people just kind of go, "Mm," you know, kind of not dark, but they don't join in in the conversation because to me, there's a lot of confusion on the marketplace. And you talked to me a little bit about that confusion. Can you tell our listeners how you see that? Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of a semantic wasteland. The word itself um, was originally meant to describe like a data structure, but uh, it's turned into kind of a marketing gimmick and people use it for various things. And it's sort of a multifaceted word because the whole idea behind it is a main concept of decentralization. So giving access to data to multiple people, multiple entities, and making it open, kind of like an open source, open source data, not just software. And a lot of people want to privatize it. A lot of corporations want to do that. So they'll set up um, private blockchains, which I would equate uh, similar to like intranets versus the internet. And they're almost sort of pointless in a sense um, because it's a more expensive, less efficient way to share data. If you're going to do that, you might as well just use a distributed database. Um, But it is good for corporations to experiment and and see how they can use it. But I see actual use cases for for blockchains to be open for everybody, not just a closed off, you know, private thing. So I think when you say people are going blank, it's because it's, it's a word that you ask 10 different people what it means, you probably get 10 different answers. Yeah, and it's ever-changing too, right? Right. Yeah, it kind of goes back to um, one of our missions, that is to boil things down to a 101 and, you know, really try to help everyone understand things like what truly is AI, what's AutoML, what's blockchain and stuff. So I have to agree with you, and the confusion comes with maybe not pure knowledge of what blockchain really is and where it's going. As you have worked in the areas of blockchain, your research, et cetera, I know that you must have a vision of the future, but God knows innovation is happening really fast. But you being a true millennial, being born in 
1989. Tell me when you're my age, let's just say 50 years old for that. Um, yeah, when you're 50, what do you think blockchain will look like? How many organizations will be adhering to it, adopting it, or way beyond that, I'm sure? I think we're going to see sort of the anatomy of corporations change. And I think the way they are now, this like top-down structure, and that's going to completely change. It's going to be sort of these networks that are um, having changing topographies. So when someone in the network creates more value, they'll become more powerful, they'll get more value. And then as their needs change, things change in the marketplace, someone else might come in and do something that's more valuable. And I guess an example I could give is, if you look at um, the way things work right now is the DOJ has to you know regulate antitrust and they haven't been doing that. And we look back to um, in 94, uh, Microsoft was forced to open up all their APIs, and um, that led way to Google and Amazon. And if they didn't do that, all this, um, these companies wouldn't exist. And so I see, instead of having this centralized power like the DOJ, having to do all that, it's going to be more liberating for the individual and the organizations that come together. People are able to do, um, do like uh, decentralized autonomous organizations. People will come together with their skill sets. You won't be bound to one company. Um, if you're really good at something, you um, get to go where you feel fits, and it's kind of like freelancing on steroids, but you'll still be able to have you know, benefits and things like that. And I think things will go more towards a meritocracy versus you know, someone controlling the marketplace and just things like that. And then that's kind of a really more abstract high-level view. I also think every day things will change. Like um, really exciting thing is like the machine economy. So an idea would be like most things are gonna be automated. Everything's gonna be IoT basically. And we're going to see things like um, you have like a electric car that drives itself. It's going to pick you up from your house. Um, you get into it, your phone or whatever you have at that point. Maybe you have a chip in your head. Who knows? Um, well, <laughs> let's transfer it's some. Yeah, let's transfer some sort of credits to it. It'll pull up at a stoplight over like a conductor. It needs to recharge. It'll instantly transfer funds to whoever owns the. Um, recharger it'll recharge and just everything's gonna be interacting doing like just micro transactions just in milliseconds it'll be transactions happening all the time and i think there's gonna be so much more liquidity in just everything so i think um that's just a small taste of what what's possible and what could happen you have mentioned a couple big companies in our discussion in you know, and we see more and more organizations i know ibm is, has a big presence in the blockchain area where what organizations or groups do you see really impacting the space right now? Um, as far as corporations go, I think the ones that are embracing it, I think they're still kind of like, um, they're kind of like chimps with a hammer kind of hitting it. Like, what is this thing? What can we do with it? And I think they're the leaders, so to speak, because they have the market to consult. I don't know that what they're doing right now um, is that meaningful. I think it will be, they'll adapt and learn, but I think, the open source community is where you're going to see the most change. You're going to see people who hack away on this stuff on the weekends, um, at hackathons. That's where I think really big, massive change is going to come. And that's what's really cool about this is it's sort of the democratization of data. It's You don't have to be a part of an Amazon or a Google to affect change or you know make something really impactful to society. It's going to really say, if you have the skills to do this, um, you have the platform. Um, so that's where I... I see. So you really see your generation embracing this as you, you know, sit down at the coffee shop or down at the brewery. Do you guys, is this something that comes up when you're talking tech? Um, honestly, from peers, not really, because the thing where this is going to really uh, permeate and really become really important is 
a lot of the really boring areas that are like um, infrastructure and law and um, things like escrow and smart contracts and, and kind of the, the pipes and plumbing of society that aren't sexy and aren't that people aren't that into. Because when a lot of my friends, I try to like, I get so excited about it. I'm like, this is so cool. And you're going to have a, you know, smart contracts that will execute and it'll know that a wallet has funds or not. You're not going to have to have third parties verified. It's going to be so much more efficient. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't care. What, what does that have to do with anything? But it's, it's like anything with the internet. When that first started, most people were like, okay, so it's like a magazine on a computer. I don't, it's not that important. So I think, I think eventually it'll um, reach critical mass. But I think from day to day, most people are just interested in like speculation and oh, there's a new currency and what's the price and cause that's something that's real to them. It's like a, a value. And I think that's almost the least important thing right now. But um, to answer your question, I think, I think uh, yes and no. I think it'll, people will get more interested as it starts to get into every aspect of their lives. So I work in a lot of enterprises and you are actually working in a huge enterprise yeah. right now. And it's, you know, it's either they've embraced it. Some of the smaller enterprise organizations, a lot of talk when I'm in meetings about it. Um, but is now the time for people to get started? Will things change radically over the next couple of years or they should wait? Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think you can kind of trace it back to kind of what happened with the, the internet and the dot-com bubble. So in 99, you saw everyone's like, we got to add dot-com to our name and we have to get on the internet and pets.com, we're going to build this giant e-commerce empire that's going to change the world. And the infrastructure wasn't there yet. The world wasn't ready for it. It ended up failing. And then end up succeeding in the future with Amazon, but I mean, how many years later? And so I think the thing about this, I think a lot of enterprises, they're shaking their boots because they're like, oh, Silicon Valley is coming for us, all this disruption, blah, blah, blah. And we have to get on it. I think it's something where if you're an enterprise, it's important to monitor and understand the use cases. But I think that's where you need to start. Not just jump on a bandwagon. We've got to hire, you know, IBM to set up all this stuff internally. I, that's, that's not what you need to worry about. So I think... You can sleep safe at night knowing it's not going to, you know, destroy you. You're not going to lose your business over it. I think it's just something to keep the pulse on, keep keep looking at, and, um, you know, just keep keep it in mind. And, you know, we do see mandates from executives that want this stuff. And we have one organization we're working with right now that spent 2019 you know, trying to build this out and, and still trying to build it out in 2020. So if someone did want to get started or had a mandate from their executives to get started on blockchain, any hints, anything that you might want to tell them a good way to get started or? Yeah, I think it all depends on your budgets and what you're trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to set something up um, in-house, like I was saying earlier with the kind of idea of the internet, I mean, Amazon has resources. You can also deploy um, private um, Ethereum nodes to, you know, any cloud platform, um, that's something that you can experiment with and, and, and just know that it's like a prototype. It's not going to be something that's going to go into production and change your business. So you can do something like that, or you can, you know, go to any sort of consultants. Um, also just looking at, um, things like I'm a big fan of the Ethereum project. Um, looking at that, all that is open source, all the codes on GitHub, they have all their docs, um, just reaching out to, to people there. And so it, it's kind of a long winded answer to your short question, but it really depends on, your use case. And I think that's the thing people need to focus on is what is it we're really trying to do? Because if we just say we just need blockchain, it's like, well, why? So, so to get started, I would say, um, first understand like what, what is it you're trying to accomplish? And if you're just trying to poke around and research it, um, 
you know, there's plenty of articles online, there's plenty of stuff to resources getting started. And, and I would experiment if you can of um, deploying like a, a private blockchain and understanding how it works. So. Cool. Okay, so um, we always ask that anyone on our podcast or does any blogging, blogging or anything with those events, that they make themselves accessible to um, listeners. So are you okay if anyone wants to reach out to you and, you know, get some more insights or even talk to you about um, some, you know, some of the information that you shared with us today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I um, love to hear out about this. I think my family and friends are tired of hearing me go on about it. So if anyone wants to listen, definitely reach out. I would, I would love to talk to you. Well, yeah, I know your dad, and he yeah. said you, he knows his blockchain yeah. stuff. So, okay, we'll look for Addison and other young folks' fresh perspectives coming across um, via podcast and other um, media ways on our website at greatdataminds.com. Um, if you'd like to register on greatdataminds.com, you will receive updates on podcasts and other information. Also, I'd like to thank Lord X for the music for our podcast and wishing everyone a great day and a happy 2020.